Stack the rack. I'm Josh. Here we go. Uh, your warriors. Um, are you seeing this? Yeah, that's. They can't shoot the three. Did you see the number next to the Phoenix Suns name, and then the fact that it's still the first quarter? It starts yeah. with a four. <laughs> 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 it's the Suns. Yeah. Can I just They're... say you and I blew our second uh, draft picks? I got OKC. Yeah. You, you got the Warriors. But our fourth round picks are looking pretty good. The Wizards are looking way better than I thought they would. And uh, yeah, bunch of bunch of young dudes. The Wizards. Yeah, but good old, good old Gonzaga Ruri Ruri Hachimura. He's look nice. I like his game. I I was real skeptical of him coming in, but uh, he's I think stronger than I realized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh. He's got a very unique, very unique game. He, uh, I'm trying to think of like what he compares to that's already in the NBA. I want to say almost like a poor man's Lamarcus Aldridge, maybe a little more athletic and not as good of a shooter yet at this stage, but kind of how he was when he was young. Because Lamarcus Aldridge wasn't like that knockdown guy until later in his career. Yeah, he's got. He's got just that nice little turnover his shoulder, little mid-range. And you can't get it. He shoots it from th- five feet above his head, seems it's, like. <laughs> it's too quick, too high, and he can go either direction with it. Like, Yeah. It's, but that's, that's why the Spurs – yeah. That's, the Spurs, part of what they're doing is they're targeting and playing in a way that the rest of the league isn't used to playing against every night. And so yeah. it's kind of flipping on its head a little bit where – you're used to scheming for post-up guys and mid-range and all this stuff. And now you're spending all your time about getting out to the threes and all this different stuff. So the Spurs are like, perfect. We'll sit in this little mid-range wide open area (laughs) with mid-range shooters. Everyone's trying to get away from the mid-range and they're like, it's open. (laughs) Exactly. Rockets. I mean, Dan Tony thinks that any mid-range shot is a bad shot. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the way of the NBA, though. Yeah, well, like Westbrook is going to be a interesting test case. So far, so good, really. But uh, you know, he used to nail that little pull up right off the mid range, off all the of corner. It. Yeah, that was like money, and because that was money, he was unstoppable. Yeah, like if you have to step up on that shot, you're worried about him taking it. He just go right by you, dunk. Yeah. You know, yeah, that little elbow jumper. Well, hey, yeah. hey, let, let, let's get rolling through through this stuff. So I, I think this is the plan. We'll we'll see here. Uh, we're gonna run through kind of some of the injuries and some of the stuff around the league, um, and then we're gonna kind of hit on your five teams that you drafted. Um, I okay. got you at the. Uh, make sure we have the same teams. I think it all lines up. I sent the standing, so hopefully yeah. there's a problem. You let me know. Uh, but uh, second, your first round pick was the Clippers. Yep. Looking real nice. Got the Warriors number two. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> we got the Nets three, Wizards four, which honestly, when you picked them, I was like, I can't believe he just took them. John Wall's out for the year. Does he not know this? What's going on? <laughs> but they look pretty nice so far. So hey. I don't know. Uh, they, I think, didn't they get one today? 
on on Wednesday. I guess today we shouldn't say today, right? They're playing. Say. They were playing. I think they're playing right now. I thought they were playing right now because I know Boston was playing. Boston was playing Milwaukee earlier. I was watching. Oh I, no, they lost to Houston by one. Did you? See oh, that's right. They score? were playing during Boston Milwaukee game. Did you see that final score? No. One fifty nine, one fifty eight. <laughs> no overtime. I apparently not. It looks. It looks like. Uh, I, yeah, no looks, overtime period. Looks uh, clean. Houston scored forty eight in the fourth quarter to uh, pull it out. Um, that's uh, really good defense. I haven't looked at that, but that smells like Russell. Westbrook, I know. I, I saw James. James Harden had fifty. 59 oh, like oh yeah he did that's what he did that's awesome <laughs> that was incredible so anyways and then you got the uh memphis grizzlies as yeah. your, what you had like the second to last pick or something second like? last pick, yeah honestly if you end up with the grizzlies at the second to last pick that's not the worst thing in the world because for yeah. the second half you're gonna get the snake draft coming back you're gonna have the second pick that's right so yeah. all right <laughs> Throw away. Make it hit in my uh, my mic stand that was not very smooth here. <laughs> nice. I think that's frowned on. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So how we got so we uh, some of the stuff going on around the league. We got the uh, few injuries with your one of your teams with. Uh, the Warriors. Warriors. Got, got Collie Stein coming back tonight. Yep. He didn't start, but he came off the bench. It looked like uh, three minutes into the game, and then they proceeded to get outscored by fifteen minutes by fifteen in the next three minutes while he was yep. on the floor. <laughs> so I don't know what to do with that, but he's back. That's, so I that's, think that's positive. Yeah, that it might be a negative thing. We'll see. <laughs> you know it can't be that negative because it's not like they're guarding anybody anyway so yeah uh, but, but that's kind of what curry was saying is if they're not getting uh, into transition it's hard to judge their offense because if you're always going against a set half court offense yeah you're off or defense your offense isn't going to look great so they need that defense to get some stops and get out on the run and so hopefully Colley Sun can settle in and give them something because they also have uh, looney's been out but they're thinking three four more games something like that he should be able to yep. get back Yep, I read he was looking at being out the rest of the week, possibly coming back next week with a little hamstring issue. Those are always fun to deal with. Well, but, that's... you know, that I think that's that'll be huge for for Golden State. I mean, I think you nailed it on the head is their defense. They've been, you know, that's that's what they do. They get out and run. They get out in transition. You get more open threes when you're in transition, um, you know. I think right now Steph is shooting under 25% from three, which is ridiculously low. You know, at some point that's going to come up and he's going to start making more shots. But, you know, I think, you know, you said it. You got to, they got to get some steals, got to get some stops and get out in transition and get some buckets. That's going to be huge for him. You think Alex Burks can give him anything? I don't know. I mean, at this point, you know, he'll be, he'll be a role guy. He'll get 10 minutes maybe here and there. I I don't. I don't think he's going to give them a whole lot. You know, they're going to be. They're searching for answers a little bit right now. I know. <laughs> Any anything can help. Well, they they need ninety six backcourt minutes, right? That is like 
ultimately what they got to piece together is yeah. Curry and Russell. That's going to give them easy two thirds of the way right there, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. But you need right. like three 10 minute game guys or two 15 minute game guys that can piece it together and play. Right. You know, Glenn Robinson could maybe pop in there. I mean, he's, he's a small forward. He could play at the two guard a little bit if you need him to. Well, he's actually been playing pretty well, but you know, it's just, they don't have, they're not, they're, their depth is what's so much different than what they had before. I mean, they just don't, they don't have the depth that they had when they, when they made those couple of runs there, you know, that's just the biggest thing to me. Um, that and obviously struggling from three. I mean, that's how they get things going. That's when, you know, when they get clicking and stuff like that, um, you know, obviously with clay gone, that, that hurts, but yeah, but still, you know, some of the other, some of the other role guys aren't shooting the ball as well as they need to either. So. Yeah. It's interesting because they might have better depth at their front court positions like, mm-hmm. not, which is weird because that includes small forwards, so now it's not true. But you know what I mean? Like, actual bigs. Like, I know Durant can yeah. go inside and be Durant and be a superstar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But most small forwards don't do that. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's like, oh. they're actual big guys. Like, Looney. Well, Chris looks like Glenn Robinson yeah. and Chris are the two guys that could step up and perform at like a starter level, I feel like. Yeah. That could make this team kind of like work defensively you know. a little bit. And, Absolutely. I mean, Marquise Chris is a guy that's got a ton of talent. Um, I think he was in a bad situation in Phoenix. You know, that franchise is – it's Phoenix, you know. And, <laughs> you know, hope, hopefully this is something that can get his career going a little bit. Because, I mean, he, he, he showed flashes and stuff like that. But, I mean, he's got – you know, him being a Husky, I've watched him a lot. And, and uh, he's definitely got a lot of – a lot of upside, you know, athletic, athletically, you can shoot the ball a little bit and handle a little bit for a big guy, you know, he's a decent shot blocker too. So, um, so yeah, I mean, if they can get him going, that would be a nice, you know, something nice to add to the mix of, of guys they got outside for sure. I knew he was like really athletic. I saw him a little bit, you mean, playing with the Suns and stuff. I was like, mm-hmm. he gets up and down, but he has some skill. Mm-hmm. Like he's not like uh, no touch, no feel. He's got a little. No, skin, a little uh, bit of he's fun. got a nice little. He's got. I know. You know. He's got a nice little fadeaway game from like fifteen to seventeen feet. Um, he can handle the ball a little bit. He just hasn't got a ton of opportunities. You know the teams that he's been with. Um, yeah, but he's a guy that fits their style. He's athletic. He can get out and run. Like I said, he can he can get a rebound and lead the break. You know, kind of like. I'm not comparing them to KD, but kind of like that style that would get out and run a little bit and, you know, look to attack or find Steph or somebody open for three. But, um, yeah. Almost no. in that, like, Pascal Siakam type of role. Yep, like, yep. exactly, exactly. Over in L.A., we got Kawhi uh, resting against Utah. So I have no idea how the Clippers are going to score because he's, he's going to be seven and a half assists a game. And there's, like, nobody else other than Lou Williams. So, Lou Williams is going to be their entire offense tonight, I think. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Him him, and Montrez Harrell were kind of a, yeah. surprise, a surprise guy. But, um, yeah, the whole, I don't know, that whole sitting out thing. Three games into the season is kind of a weird deal. But, you know, I guess that's what a lot of teams are going to. But, yeah, no, the Clippers, you know, they got a ton of talent. They're waiting on PG to come back too. I mean, that's gonna do nothing but but uh, add some scoring and add some opportunities in there. Take I all think that th- load off Kawhi, so he can actually take a night off and then not be like, yeah. "Ooh, who's scoring tonight?" Yeah, 
we're, we're going to score 50 tonight. <laughs> but they're going to yeah. score 49, so we're going to be it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, the one weakness I do see the Clippers having going forward, especially kind of down the stretch, is rebounding. You know, they're not a big team. They don't have necessarily a, a guy. You know, I think I think Kawhi, if I'm my numbers are right, Kawhi and Patrick Beverly are leading the team in rebounding. Like they're averaging six and a half boards a game like that you're you're two guards like that's not a good thing the, the money the money uh doesn't work so there's really not a way to make it happen i don't think but yeah and they're kind of out of assets to do it but if they were had been able to land uh steven adams with him to uh-huh. be that like starting center they need somebody like that. They got to go find somebody, and then they're probably not going to get somebody quite like Adams because it's too expensive. They don't have the money. Like there's, no, I, there's I was no actually, space. I was actually listening to something today, and they were talking about Dwight Howard. It's like, I don't know about that. I mean, he's surprising me so far this year. He's playing the right way, which I never thought I would say because he was always like the let me post up twenty times a game mm-hmm. guy, which like. Which I don't know. I'm okay with as long as you yeah. uh, get a bunch of assists. But if right. you're not getting assists, that means either you're not good enough to get doubled, so you really shouldn't be posting up, right. or you don't pass and you're a black hole and you shoot a lot of tough shots. So even though you're really good, your actual efficiency is not that great. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. The team. Exactly. It's stagnant. You're a high volume guy. You know, you get stagnant and you get stuck in that one spot. No, that's not good either. But no, he's been a good fit there. You know, that would have been the only other option I would have thought, you know, at a free agency if they would have added a guy like Dwight Howard. You know, I'm not sure what his contract is in L.A., but if he could have got him for cheap enough, I'm sure he would have been cheaper than Steven Adams was. You know, oh, just history. So much. Adams makes like 25 or something. He, like is he a Mac guy? Well, I don't know. Close to? Close to. He's one of, he, it was up towards what his max could have been. The max is yeah. so deceiving because it's like a max for a 10-year player, a max for a four-year player. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's like double or whatever. So it's like uh, – but, yeah, it's, it's a lot of money. He's making a lot of money. Uh, so that's going to be the tough thing to move him anywhere. Uh, right. But then down the hall, we got Kuzma. Kuzma's coming back Friday. Yeah. Lakers are starting to look pretty good. Yeah, they, uh, you know, when they get things rolling and get kind of get that gel going, they got way too much talent not to be good. Like, I don't, you know, it just, and it's talent at the right positions too. That's the biggest key is you'll see teams that have a ton of talent, but it's all similar positions or similar guys. You know, they got, they got different guys and they got different, you know, different positions. And it's, uh, it'll be fun once they get rolling. That's for sure. They uh, can go huge with tons of rim protection where you have Anthony Davis and McGee or Howard protecting the rim, and then you have LeBron playing center fielder guarding, like, your worst perimeter player yeah. on the other side. Then you have Amy Bradley on your best ball handler and Danny Green on your best wing scorer. Like, yeah. it's not the easiest thing to score against, and eventually they're going to have to – they'll figure out how to score with that unit. It's just very taxing on LeBron for how much ball handling he has to do. Because if, yeah. if you let Avery, – Avery Bradley can handle the ball – but if you let him do it, he's going to take a lot of bad shots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the issue. No, it's uh, – no, they, like you said, they got a ton of – and then they could go really small, too, if they wanted to. 
you know, and play LeBron at a four or five, even a five if you wanted to. I think that Cleveland did that a little bit in the playoffs when they won. You know, they would put LeBron on the on the big guy, you know, and create a mismatch that way too. So, no, they'll have a, a ton of options. I'm actually really excited to see him run out Rondo, Green, Kuzma, LeBron, Anthony Davis. Yeah. And let think- Rondo run and distribute and put LeBron in a scoring role at a four, Davis in a scoring role at the five. You know, mm-hmm. then you yeah. have Kuzma and Green. Like, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me if that ends up being their their most productive lineup for sure. And you because know. not many, there's not many guys you can put on the court that are actually going to be able to control and run an offense with LeBron and Davis out there. Yeah, like right. those guys, they're just going to take the ball from. I'm like, no, yeah. I, you're good. You kill yeah. run down there. I know what coach said. It's okay. <laughs> like, we'll talk to him later. <laughs> game all day. You know, that's funny. That's funny. So then we, then we got a couple centers out right now. We got uh, Turner turned his ankle first quarter uh, today on Wednesday. That was looked better than you know initially. It looked like his knee. Which would have been could have been bad, but looked like it was an ankle. So hopefully it's not, you know, just a sprain, nothing torn. Yeah, that it, hey, it'll be a chance to be able to see uh, Sabonis at center uh, yeah. some time there and see how they look without that. Uh, yeah, if they're gonna trade one of those two guys this year, if it's not working, which it doesn't look like it's working so far over in Indiana, whatever no. they're doing. Uh, yeah. So yeah. if they want to trade somebody either later this year, Turner's really their Turner's person. Right. Right. You know. When is uh Oladipo's back soon, isn't he? I think potentially he could be back really soon, but I think they're kind of slow playing expectations because yeah. it's a unique injury. There's not a lot of experience with it, so they're not trying to like They're gonna tank. <laughs> well, I, I actually think he's probably gonna be back really soon. I that was yeah. that's kind of like my feeling. Uh, mm-hmm. is that they're trying to play it slow a little bit and not be like, hey, he's almost back when it's an injury right. that's only happened a couple of times that we know of in the NBA. Like, right. it's like a little. <laughs> yeah. Got to make sure you're healthy. Uh, yeah, and Adam sat out today as the my, my, my thunder on Wednesday went down. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> the good old thunder. They're competitive, though. They, they lost to Portland by three points uh, with, yeah. Steve, with Steven Adams out. So they're, they're, they're going to be a feisty team with Chris Paul. Chris Paul is not going to like losing. So the more he loses, yeah. the feistier that team's going to get. Right, <laughs> right. Get no, he doesn't handle losing well, that's for sure. He's a, yeah, he's a competitor. Excuse <laughs> me, one second, one second. <laughs> Yeah, what you need. Yeah, baby. Oh, much better. That'll take care of the cough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Where are we at? Oh, my thunder suck. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what we just said. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, what is, what's up with the Pelicans? They got they got favors out right now on holiday. Um, he should be good to go on Thursday. 
Yeah. Favors is still going to be out. Pel- uh, Zion's out. How long? How much longer? He he. What did he have? High, was it a high ankle? Or no, an MC? Was it like an MC or a, a knee thing? It was an MCL yeah. frame. He's had a few knee things, which is yeah. worrisome. It's like you know, you cross your fingers. You hope for the guy that he's just going to be healthy. Let this well, that, guy just that, play seventy plus games for the next ten years in the NBA. Like, you yeah. know, can we speak that into existence? Well, I want to see that. I want to see like that, him play seventy. I do too. I'm I'm with you. I mean, that's the hard part, though. You know, a guy that's that big and that freaky, like athletically. You know, I feel like some of those that kind of stuff your body's not supposed to do. You know, kind of a Bo Jackson type type of injury. You know, something like that, where your your body your body's too almost too explosive for how big you are. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a lot of strain on that. You know, playing at two eighty five. That's yeah. That's and the tough part is it doesn't look like he's like super chubby. Like he can drop forty pounds. Like no. that's how some of the guys I think are talking. Like, oh, he's two eighty five. He can just drop like forty pounds. No, no. Where yeah. is he gonna drop it from? Yeah. His muscle mass. If he's gonna drop that much, like he can probably trim up a little bit for sure. Pretty much any rookie can trim up 10, 15 pounds. Like, yeah. You know that's gonna be. You know, can he get? Can he can he find a spot where his body can stay healthy? That's going to be the hardest part for him because, you know, that many games on uh, like I said, and you know, being that explosive and that big, it's just gonna it's gonna take a toll. You know, it has to. But you know, you kind of saw LeBron do it. He he trimmed. He, I feel like he's he's trimmed up quite a bit. You know, from his younger days and and uh, he's made a career longevity a science. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what you got to do nowadays. Tom Brady's kind of doing the same thing in football, you know, and the reason he's still playing at 80 years old or however old he is. How old do you think LeBron plays still? That's a that's a tough question. I feel like he wants to be he wants to at least wait till his son gets in the league. I think that's kind of the minimum. You know, I think his son is what a f- freshman or sophomore in high school. So you're probably looking at at least four more years five more years you know like high 30s yeah are we gonna see like a 43 year old lebron in the league (sighs) playing part of me hopes playing 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 center for uh (laughs) 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 or power forward oh yeah he's gonna be a back to the basket guy by that point that's for sure but um but his passing you know, will never I, go away, and his, no, he'll always be one of the strongest he, guys. He can. He because he, he's he. You know, he's got the basketball IQ. I feel like he he'll be able to play long. You know, after his body's starting to break down. Um, but you know, we're just the amount of stuff that he does off the court. It's a matter of does he want to. You know, that's kind of the that's kind of the vibe that I get. You know, it's do you want to push your body to that point, or it's like you know I'm in LA. Let's. You know, he's got a producing thing going on. You know, do I want to dive into that side of it, too? So, I think he'll for sure play until his kid gets in, you know, gets into the league. But we'll see after that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Detroit's kind of just screwed, I think, right? Blake Griffin's out. How are they? Are they winning games? No, I don't think so. (laughs) I don't don't think – I'm pulling up the standings real quick here. Uh, Hmm. They're two and three. That's actually better than I thought they were doing. Um, but Blake Griffin's going to be out for a while. Uh, Kennard looks pretty good over there, but Jackson's like always 
Like, yeah. Like, even if he's, yeah. it, it's like he can't keep his body healthy. Even last year, he played a lot of games, but he was playing through stuff like the entire year. And right. Like, it's hard to shoot a good percentage when you're already not a really high percentage shooter and you're shooting off the dribble a lot. Yeah. When you're hurt and stuff. I feel like you can't, if you're catch and shoot, like kind of standing still a little bit more, if something hurts a little bit, it's not every single shot is a twinge. Like you can. Right. I don't know. Right. All right. All right. How do you feel about the Clippers, Trev? I think that's pretty much all the, I should actually probably say you, you're Trevor, right? I should yes. introduce you. That's a good idea for, yeah. uh, stuff so uh but where, where exactly do you live you live i live i live in walworth a little town of like 1500 people walworth wisconsin so it's right on the illinois wisconsin border i am about an hour from downtown chicago and an hour from downtown milwaukee so you're an hour from a a, a bucks game yep okay. maybe, maybe a little maybe a little longer to a bulls game maybe like an hour 20 to united center Okay, but. so I'm gonna have to put it on my list to find a time to get out there and go to a Bucks game with you this year. Yeah, me and uh, me and my wife, we went to a couple of them last year, and they're I mean they just opened the brand new the brand new arena there last year, and it's it's unbelievable. It's a really good place to watch a game, you know, just watching the Bucks. I love I love watching Giannis play, you know, and the team that their team this year. I think it's gonna be between them and the Clippers. I think that's going to be your your NBA finals. You know, that's my early prediction. I just they've added a lot of pieces there, you know, with Corver, um Wesley Matthews. You know, I think that's going to that's going to kind of give them a little something that they didn't have last year. Both the Lopez's now, you know, so we'll see. The key is going to be staying healthy, you know, just like most teams, but um, you know, if they can stay healthy and and uh and keep you honest going. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good year for the Bucks. I I believe in the um the room protection. They're just stacked. Yeah. You got Lopez yeah. and you got the other Lopez. It's like these are two of the most giant human beings like, <laughs> yeah. with really good footwork. Right. Like, right. And yeah. now Brooke Lo- now Brooke Lopez, I think is it Brooke Lopez? The one that was on the Bucks last year? Just he shot like fifty yeah. percent from three last yeah. year. Okay. Like that's yeah. not fair. Yeah, no, and bombs. <laughs> like, he's yeah. pulling up. He was, like, legit, like, high 30s, three-point shooter. And he's, like, oh, yeah. bombs where he's, like, two feet. But if your center goes out and guards him, you have no rim protection. Right. That's, like, what do you do? What do you do? Valuable. Yeah, what do you do against Giannis now? Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, my goodness. And then you put a little guy on him, and they both have just great footwork. They right. They take the post. Yeah, Robin's gonna flop some weird looking shot <laughs> thing, and it goes in, and you're like shaking your head. But you're like, you've seen him do it a bunch of times. So you know it's on purpose. Uh, exactly. And then yeah. one rebounds like a monster, and one rebounds like he always played with his brother. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and my brother's gonna get it. It's cool. <laughs> like, I'm getting down the field, the floor, coach. <laughs> Pass me the ball in the post. Uh, <laughs> one of them figured that out. <laughs> All right, uh, but but you're originally from Seattle. You got your Sonics sweatshirt yeah. on. Yeah. Sonics. Play, yeah. Play. We're our leading scorer on our high school basketball team. Many, many of our high school players only. Yeah, many many years and pounds ago, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I, my ankle's been bothering me for like a week and a half. Uh-huh. And I don't know what I did to it. 
And I'm like, how did it, it one day it feels like I rolled it, and the next day it's like feels like it's plantar fasciitis. The next yeah. day it feels like my Achilles is about to rupture. I'm like, that's just weird. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But it keeps moving, it keeps hurting. So, yeah. so. Well, I did that here, dude. I was playing I played a lot of softball last summer and I was like, I started having knee problem. I've never had a knee problem in my life. You know, as much you know, as many things I've had wrong with me. I've never sprained a knee, you know, no major injuries, minor injuries, nothing. And my knee hurt for like six weeks and I, I didn't do anything to it. You know, <laughs> what is going on right now? You know, you, 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 you went in some uh, softball leagues. Is that what you're? Yeah. We won a couple, couple tournaments and <laughs> we won, won the state tournament up here. So, yeah. so yeah, I'm playing a little softball, played a lot more golf this summer though. Getting too old for softball. <laughs> well, it's, it's not it's not, it's not uh, overly fair uh, you take like a d1 baseball player and put him on a softball team. <laughs> like i think what our freshman year you hit like 560 or something i remember i hit yeah five, 530 something 530 I, something okay i think tom tom told me i didn't even know this tom mallory our coach told me um that i didn't hit under 500 one year in high school yeah i didn't i didn't <laughs> No, it was yeah, it was it was rather ridiculous to watch. But all right, so hey, let's work our way through your teams right now. Right. Uh, you first round, you got. We talked about a little bit the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. How you feeling about the Clippers? Clippers. So you know, just some kind of did some stats, and you know, just from watching them a little bit, you know, they're the number one team in field goal percentage. They're the number one team in three point percentage, which is actually a little surprising. Um, obviously the number, I think they're top three in points per game. The one area I think that we were talking about earlier that I think they could use some help is rebounding the basketball. Like I said, Kawhi and Patrick Beverly are their two leading rebounders, you know, as good as they are defensively. That's, that's usually not optimal when your two guards are your, your two leading, your two, uh, leading rebounders there. Yeah. Uh, but. I think the one of the biggest surprises this year for me has been Montrez Harrell, like his offensive game. You know, you always kind of knew he was a defensive guy. He would get some boards, get some block shots. He's a pretty good, pretty good post defender. Um, but I think he's averaging twenty and a half a game. You know, something at through through. I mean, obviously it's only three games in, but but that's not something. I think he was averaging under ten for his career. He was a fairly young guy, but. Um, just yeah, what he's what he's his development offensively. I think that's kind of been the the biggest shock for me so far this year. So yeah, when you have between two bench players, forty three points a game coming in. Yeah, yeah, you got <laughs> like, well between you know yeah him Kawhi and Lou Williams. You know you're looking at over sixty five points a game. Like that's that's crazy for three guys. You know that's big three status almost. You know. <laughs> Yeah, and you got Paul George just sitting there, like yeah, waiting. To, you still got a, you still got that, that bullet we're, left. In. We're th three and one without me, and uh, why yeah, take the night off. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so no, I think the Clippers, you know, I think they are as advertised, you know, so far. It's gonna be really interesting to see what they do with their lineups because uh, Zubac. Uh, the only reason you play him now is to develop him so that if you can't mm -hmm. move, you can throw him out a big guy when you need a big guy in the playoffs. Right. He's actually played. 
So right. if you sit him on the bench all year and you play your optimal lineups and you dominate everybody, but this guy doesn't learn how to play basketball and never develops, and you get into the playoffs and suddenly it's like, hey, I need a guy that can like be bigger than Anthony Davis to actually cause him some problems, hopefully, <laughs> yeah. kind of, for a minute or two. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> then he hasn't hardly played all year, and so Anthony Davis just draws three fouls on him and gets him out of the game in the matter of right. like a minute. It doesn't well, matter. It's kind of what um, I know, like, if, when the when the Cavs came back from 3-1 to beat Golden State, they kind of did that to Golden State and made them – who was it they made them play that didn't play almost all year? God, I can't remember. And he wasn't a big part of their lineup at all, but he had to play big minutes against Cleveland in the last couple of games because Cleveland, the way that they were – they set their lineup, you know, and that's going to happen in the playoffs. The te- teams are going to – teams are going to really attack your weaknesses. And I think that's going to be a, one of the weaknesses. If not, if, you know, it might be the only weakness of the Clippers is for sure their size. Yeah. I, I was a little bit worried because of the lack of size about their defense. Like, is it really going to, I knew it was going to be good, but like, is it, do they have the chance to really be elite to be like a dominant team and real playoff contender without mm-hmm. anything inside? Oh, 100% yeah. they do. They can put Harkless and George, Kawhi, yeah. and Beverly on the, the floor at the same time with Montrez Harrell at center. <laughs> I, don't yeah. know, I don't know what you do against that. There's so much defense, yeah. length, athleticism, and, and they have two guys that can just go get you a bucket at a high level. Yeah. No, yeah. Two guys that are, you, you can put in an ISO situation and they can go get, get, a, get a good look whenever they want. Yeah, that's going to be the biggest – I think that's going to be the biggest thing for the Clippers. And, and you know, you've seen teams that can do it, you know, that you, you kind of have to do it as, a, you know, not individually and kind of rebound by committee, which is kind of what they're doing now. And, and uh, you know, and that's the thing is they're athletic enough to where if they do need to double a guy in the post, they can get back out and kind of scramble into good spots too. You know, and that's that's something that's unique to their to their style. They can create a lot of chaos with their defense. They're definitely going to be uh, – Lou Williams is just – he's such a weapon. Like, you can have your offense in complete shambles. Not one person has touch. Like, everything's, like, vaulting, kicked off guys' feet. Like, everything's yeah. sideways. And, you're like, but you're defending the crap out of the, <laughs> the ball on the other end. And you're doing yeah. a great job there. And so you're kind of in the game. You put Lou Williams in there. And he's just, like, he has no idea that the team's struggling. Don't tell him. Right. Like, no. <laughs> he's just – yep. Just comes in loading it, you know, making shots. God, he's yeah, he's uh he reminds me a lot of uh, a young Jamal Crawford, you know, just that ability to kind of come in and just make things happen. No matter what what flow the game has got going on, you know, it could be kind of a grindy type game, but he'll go and come in and get his shots for sure. You know. Yeah. Just he's gonna eat real, it up. Real nice real nice advantage. I just wonder if they just end up putting Harold in the starting lineup. With Harkless, and you just go big and defensive, and boom, and you have Michael yeah. Green off the bench if you wanted for a center or yeah. Zubox off the bench, yeah, to cover a hold down like your four or five. Yes, yeah, coming know, off the bench, Lou Williams coming off the bench, like for all your shooting and spacing. Or... Right, you're gonna see a mix and match. I think a lot just to kind of kind of fall into a rhythm and find a rhythm of who they want to play. You know what groupings they want to play with, but. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, you you'd think, you know, if for anything else, get him playing with Kawhi a little bit more, 
you know, and then when Paul George come back, comes back and, and uh, kind of get that group a nice rhythm together, if, if anything else. So, you know, they, they have a lot of options. They're very versatile. I know that's for sure. I just advise that they play uh, Kawhi and Paul George a lot, and I think they'll be all right. Yeah, I think if, <laughs> as long as those two guys are on the floor, things will be okay. Is, uh, is Beverly the best on-ball defender in, yes. in the league right now? I don't think it's close. He's just that he's an absolute menace. You know, he's, he's the, he's the quintessential guy that you love to have on your team, but absolutely hate him. If you're playing against him, you know, you always hear that saying, but no, he's, he, I think he's by far the best on ball defender in the league. Well, it's gotta be up there. Cause smart's gotta be up there, right? Marcus smarts up there. I'm trying to think, you know, who you really think of as a defensive stopper. You know, you could say Matisse Bible. He's oh my goodness gracious! That guy is all over the place, and they're, they're giving him the free reign as a rookie to go chase yeah. stuff. Yeah, like him on a leash and going, "Why did you leave your guy?" It's like, right. no, I know you ran like fifteen feet away from your guy because you knew yeah. I was looking the other way and picked his pocket, and I'm yeah. cheering for you from the sidelines, <laughs> not yelling at you. It's like, oh. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's the type of guy you got to just kind of let him go because, I mean, coming from that zone, I mean, he's so good in space. You know, just he eats up so much space and, and you know, just his, his IQ and his ball skills are just unbelievable, you know, so. When he got trained the last two years on how to do that by playing zone. Yeah, exactly. That's what he's supposed to be doing. So he got right. to practice and do the reps and the reads and the – but most most kids for sure don't get that in college, that kind right. of – they don't well, give anybody that freedom. The NBA, the way the NBA plays man-to-man is a lot of zone principles, you know. I mean, yeah, they do play a little bit of zone in the NBA, but it's a lot different. It's more of a matchup zone. But you see a lot of zone principles and, you know, help principles that are the same in zone and man. And I think that – I think you're absolutely right. That did help him a ton. But he's just – yeah, he's like a – he's like that safety that kind of just sits back there and reads your eyes. And all of a sudden he's you, – you feel like there's like eight of them out there. <laughs> like he's gonna be having people coming off the field saying i'm seeing ghosts <laughs> <laughs> all right anything else on the clippers i think that's about it for now you know we're just kind of kind of waiting to see you know there'll be probably a little more news when paul george comes back and and when we get a little more a little more data under our belt but i mean early on I would say they got to be one of one of the favorites, if not the favorite, to you know to be be a real contender when uh, you know at the end of the year here. So that's a perfect transition. Speaking of real contenders, uh, who is your number two uh, pick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, real contenders sitting there with no wins. Uh, that would be the Golden State Warriors. You know, they they got a win. They got one. They got, they got. Oh, one. they got, yes, they got one. Uh, you know kind of about them a little bit I mean Steph is Steph he's gonna score his points the biggest thing with him I mean like I think I told you earlier I'm looking at the stats here he's shooting 24 percent from three which is I mean you're used to seeing him up around 45 40 45 at least you know from three for a full year I mean that's that's huge, and I think a lot of it has to do with Clay Thompson being out, and, and there's more pressure on him. You know, D'Angelo Russell is a guy that he can hit the three, but he's not a three-point shooter. He's not a guy that 
necessarily is going to stretch out the defense a whole lot. Um, you know. Well, and, and Steph's so good at, like, he gives the ball to somebody else. You're so worried about him. He makes a move. He kind of gets a little bit of an advantage so that the defense starts to rotate. And as they kind of lose their shape, he gives the ball up. So then the defense immediately has to move again. And then he sprints full speed and does, like, a long cut and gets wide open. But the problem is he, gets, he can't do that right now because he doesn't even know if their team's still going to have possession by the time he's done with his long cut. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, like, no need to pass it to. Draymond with no spacing, he's going to have turned it over or done something. I don't know. I mean, there's – Russell looks nice, though. Like, he does yeah. look like a – Yeah, no, he's he's a good addition. Um, you know, they got some they got some young guys – but they – I mean, I think another one of the things that's been huge for them is they've struggled on – they've scored a lot of points this year. But they, I think they're giving up, like – it was, like, before today, like, a hundred and almost 130 a game. Like, that, <laughs> that's not going to win you many games. I don't care how good you're <laughs> off. You know, you got to find a way to stop somebody every once in a while. You know, that's going to be – that's that's – I think the biggest thing for them, I mean, the shooting will come and, and Steph will find a way to get open. He's too good not to, but you know, they'll find a way to, to kind of, you know, cater their offense a little bit, but I think it comes, it starts on the defensive end. And, and uh, like you were saying, when we were talking earlier, um, you know, that helps them to get out in transition. You're not taking the ball out from under the basket. You know, it's hard to get, it's hard to get in transition when you got to take the ball out of bounds every possession. You know, when you're getting getting the ball out off the rim and be getting being able to run, that that's gonna, you know, I I would like to see one thing I didn't look up was you know how quickly they're shooting in the shot clock. I'd be willing to bet they're a lot lower than they have been in the past. Exactly, teams teams are gonna make Steph work because they know that he can't just give it up and they're he's gonna leave them fully exposed because now they have all these great shooting around the floor and he's you I mean they're they're spread out they're not right. as worried about that so they're gonna pick him up they're gonna make him work and there's a huge difference like three three points uh, three pointers like catch and shoot versus pull up just percentage wise the difficulty on those is. Yeah. One's like puts you into like a top of the league type offense, and one puts you like a below average offense. Yeah. Like, so it's it, same thing. Like yeah. I, we were talking about, uh, I don't know what we were talking about. Maybe this other day, maybe it was earlier on this, but about uh, people getting like pull ups, like in the mid range and stuff like that. Well, if they don't get the assists off of those, well, it, it sucks. There's no value there. Same thing with pull threes. Is like they're not yeah. super high efficiency thing. That's why if you look, it's like the three-pointers that were added last year from the year before. If you just take mm-hmm. the uh, percentage of the additional threes, right? You just take yeah. how many more threes were made, how many more threes is 30%. <laughs> they made 30% right. threes added. And people are trying to say, look how great the offenses are because they took more threes. Like, uh, or they just took less mid-rangers and more at the rim too. And, right. And they just scored more too because they had more possessions because they were running more of Right. Right. It's not a grind. It's not a grind them out ISO type of game anymore. It's, it's spread them out, pass the ball around, you know, shoot a three, get a layup. You know, that's kind of the, the goal. And, and, you know, yeah, they just got, they got to get out and transition more. I think that's, that's just the, the name of the game is, is they got to get out and transition more. And, and if they can't do that, I think they're going to continue to struggle. You know, just, they don't have, they don't have a guy that's, you know, like you were saying, I mean, think think all the threes they took last year. It's because they're moving the ball around, 
you know, you get a couple set shots to go in, you know, and as a guy, I like to think of myself that I can shoot the ball a little bit. You make a couple shots, a couple easy ones, then yeah, then you, then those shots off the dribble or the rim looks a little bigger, you know, (laughs) you're trying to do that from the jump. I mean, it's, it's different. You know, you, you struggle and you miss your first couple, you know, the rim starts to look small, you know? So that's, I think that's the reason you're kind of, you're kind of seeing them struggle. Yeah. It's, I just, it'll be interesting to see when they get, when they have in the front court, Chris and essentially Collie Stein splitting the center minutes mm-hmm. with Looney and Green. And you have those four guys competing for the front court minutes and Glenn Robinson. I, I wonder, do they, do they slide Draymond Green up and go big to try and get themselves to be a better defensive team a little bit? And then you have Glenn Robinson, Looney, Green, Chris, and Collie Stein. Those five guys are your front court. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, could, that could work into being like a very competitive front court that you then have Curry and Russell in the back court waiting for Clay. And then it's like yeah. a real playoff good team. And then in the meantime, hoping that some of these guys like Alec Burke or somebody jumps up and you get one or two guys that can give you 20, 15 good minutes a night. And then. Right. Right. No, that's, they're, they're going to have to, I mean, they're going to have to mix and match some pieces and, and, you know, obviously they've been hit pretty hard by the, the injury bug, but, um, you know, they'll get there. They'll get there. It's all about finding rhythm, especially early in the game with, you know, as few games as the guys are playing and, and preseason and everything too, you know, it's going to take some time to gel and to find the rhythm. So anything else on the Warriors? No. I think I think we're good there for now. You know, hopefully a few more players to talk about next time around because we'll have to get back. You got the Brooklyn Nets at one and three. Brooklyn Nets, huh? Kyrie Irving averaging thirty seven point seven points a game. Yeah. You know, Kyrie, I love Kyrie's game. You know, he's the one thing I'd say is, is I think it, you know, personal opinion. I've talked to a couple people about this. It, I think it's hard for point guards, like ball dominant point guards, score dominant point guards, to win in the NBA. Um, you know, it just you look at you look at the dominant teams that actually win in the playoffs. Usually, it's it's teams that that have kind of a pass first. I don't want to say pass first because that makes it sound like they can't score. But that's not what I'm saying, but. That, but more of a, a point guard that's just going to make the right basketball play, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's going to be hard for guys like, in my opinion, like Russell Westbrook or that, you know, that, that heavy ISO, you know, type of player to lead a team to win. And I think that's kind of what Kyrie is. Um, so, you know, that's kind of my opinion on it. I think the Nets have some talent. They're, you know, they got Karis LeVert. He's kind of been a big surprise for me. You know, he's he's always been pretty good, but he's, you know, he's averaging 20 points a game right now, shooting a pretty high percentage from the field. Um, well, he's getting four know. assists, over four assists a game, almost two steals a game too. Right. So that's like – because when I look at an assist, it's like that's that only counts made baskets. You know what I mean? Obviously. Yeah. But it right. also only counts the first pass after I create an advantage. So if I get a lot of assists, there's also a lot of passes that went one, two, and we got a yeah. better quality shot. So instead of getting a pull up, we got like a catch and shoot from somebody who's wide open. And right. that, that just, that's added value, but it doesn't 
show up as an assist. It doesn't the show up. Hockey. Exactly. The hockey assist. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that same type of thing. But so, really, if that's four over four assists a game, that's like what nine attempts a game were off right. he created. And then, really, if you count the hockey assists, that's probably like 15, 18. Like, that, yeah. that's why I, the assists are such a big deal in that. I mean, she he, he's getting almost as many as uh, uh, Kyrie, I mean, right? Six, right? I, I, I believe at any time there's like 10, 12 guys in the league, like Kyrie Irving, Russell Westbrook, Durant. Uh, Westbrook, maybe when he was shooting a little bit better, we'll see how that does this year, uh, or Harden, that they're just like ISO guys. They screw up the team's rhythm. They do, like, but they're such dominant offensive players. You can still win with them, but you need at least two of them. Because <laughs> like, right. so that you can do the your turn, my turn type of a thing, and it actually kind of works. Because right. it, it does create a little bit more natural. As much as that was like a thing in OKC with Durant and Westbrook, it worked. They almost beat the Warriors. They're up 3-1. Like, I mean, it wasn't not working. And then they traded for Oladipo that summer when Durant left. They would yeah. Oladipo is their sixth man, by the way, with yeah. Westbrook and Durant, the free, if Durant had resigned. So it was like, oh, my God. Anyway, but. Uh, but, yeah, no, it, it'll be, I mean, it'll be interesting to see you know, how that works out. And kind of one one stat that I saw, too, that kind of sums that up is they're number one in points per game, 19th, I think, in assists. You know, that leads me to believe it's a lot of one-on-one, a lot of ISO. You know, and it's hard It's hard to get in any kind of rhythm, especially the other guys. You know, it's, it's, it's hard as a player when you're – you feel like you're flat-footed all the time, you know. So you don't you you know you basketball is such a rhythm game, you know, and if if you're not if you're not in rhythm, if you're if you're you know you're you're wondering when you're going to get the ball, if you're going to get the ball on a possession, it just it, it's something that's hard to come back from. But, yeah, outside of like all star top, I don't know, twenty players in the league or whatever, there's only like three ways somebody's going to get a, like a good shot or an easy shot in the NBA. It was fast break, second chance point, or an all-star created it for <laughs> somebody yeah. in the creator created the advantage so that they got open so they got a good shot. I mean, outside of that, it's like that or it was like JaVale McGee uh, from 10 years ago was guarding you and he was doing something on the other end of the court. For something like, weird. Like, yeah. we don't know. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but that, that's really like the three-way. So it's like you kind of look at, oh, okay, which of those things is, does my team have and are they going to get going that's where i think houston fell short a little bit last year is they lost the transition and i was gonna say part of it in the in the playoffs especially when the game slowed down it it killed it killed their rhythm it looked like you know and that you can kind of see that happen sometimes with Kyrie when he has the ball you know it turns into a you know instead of getting the ball out in transition it turns into a let's walk the ball up the court And and i think that kind of comes back to what the Warriors are struggling with is the Nets aren't, you know, Brooklyn's not good defensively. So it's hard to get out and transition when you're, when you're taking the ball out of bounds, you know, you got to be able to get, you got to be able to get some stops. You got to be able to get some steals and some rebounds and get out and transition, especially this day and age, you know, you're not, you're not winning games 78, 83 anymore. Like the Knicks in the (laughs) nineties, just pounding each other, you know, but yeah, I already already talked of Kyrie being a being a cancer in the locker room. Yep. <laughs> it, 
you won't believe it. His coach actually came out and said that it's not true, and he gave him an A plus uh, three games. Yeah. I mean, I, I I was pretty sure that it was true, and the coach was going to come out and confirm that. But yep. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently that's not the case. The coach actually yeah. said it's not true, so we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's done. No, we've never heard a coach stand up for his player when it happened, you know, in that situation. DeAndre Jordan, Jared Allen, uh, they're getting some rebounds between the two of those guys. Is uh, anything else on the Nets? Uh, no, I think we got most of the Nets. Um, yeah, I think we covered it all. All right. No well, injuries. Is, what kind of phone? Do I'm you on have? an iPad, and I do uh, iPhone. You have an iPhone? Do you have it with you? Yeah. You should yeah, be your podcast player. You should search for attack. The podcast one. The, uh, yeah, the little purple, the purple icon. I think it's purple. Is it purple on your phone? Attack the rack. Oh yeah, this one. Does it look like a five-year-old made it? it says Josh Hoover. You have one five-star rating. You'll never guess. <laughs> no. <laughs> Put it on there. It looks just like any other. Any other. Boom. And so then you want to subscribe? <laughs> you want to rate it five stars? So you ought to catch up. So right now we have – this is our second episode. Right now we have the first episode up, uh, which is the draft. And so that's on up, up there. Uh, we're we're going to figure out some of this uh, recording stuff uh, so that the sound quality is a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, but – this so this is episode number two so i'll upload it hopefully tonight and uh go from there but we got the who who you want to go first washington wizards or uh memphis grizzlies let's do the whiz let's save the worst for last the whiz i gotta say they look a lot better than i thought they were going to i thought they're going to be absolutely terrible i i i I couldn't i thought they were going to be one of the bottom two or three teams in the league to be honest with you um especially without john wall you know they they already got some some shortcomings as it is, and without a perennial all star too. You know that's, but they got some they got some young guys that have stepped up. I think I was reading that six of their seven leading scorers are twenty six and younger. Yeah, you know, they're, and the only the only one, one they're one and three, but they've played tough in like every game. They've right. been like it's been competitive, and Beal's been off. Yeah, you know, and they got Isaiah Thomas back. And he actually came out and scored 16 in 20 minutes, something like that, you know. And they got a bunch of young guys, really athletic team. Rory Hachimura, he's kind of a guy that has impressed me. You know, I thought he would be a good NBA player, but I didn't think it would happen this quickly. You know, he's almost eight rebounds a game is pretty legit for a, a rookie. A rookie. Theory of small forward, but I think he's starting as a power forward for him, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's not – I don't think he's got enough on the outside yet to play small forward. He's going to be more of a power forward, you know, mid-range guy. Yeah, he could handle it a little bit, but, um, you know, he's going to have to really develop his, his outside shot a little bit more, I think, to play small forward. But – Definitely a guy that's got some talent and a guy they can build around, you know. And then Thomas, they got Thomas Bryant's been legit. 
Yeah. I mean, 15 points, 9.7 rebounds. Right. A couple assists, 1.7 blocks. Like, I mean, that's a pretty – Yeah, and then they got uh, the big, and, the big uh, European guy in the middle. No, I've been, I've been pleasantly surprised. Dude, they stole Bertans from the Spurs. They, they yeah. only traded him on a dump so that they could pick up uh, uh, Morris, who ended up going to the Knicks. Yeah. But then the, Morris goes, nope, and goes to the Knicks. And they're what like, we-, we just gave him away for nothing. <laughs> right. What a weird move by, by uh, Morris. Like, I don't, don't really understand that one, but, you know, it's a different, well, different conversation for a different day. What do you mean? He's going to get paid $15 million on a team without championship expectations to be the starting small forward in uh, New York. Yeah, but <laughs> like, I don't know. He'll be back on the market five, next year in a, a shallow five, market, and he made a five, bunch of money, $15 million this year or something, I think. Yeah, it was a one-year $15 million deal, and I get that there's not, the market next year is not going to be great. But I think playing on a bad team, like what if he, what if he puts up bad numbers? <laughs> then you just lost more money. That's fair. That's very fair. You yeah, know, I guess that's my way of thinking. Is you might you know, end up on a minimum good, contract deal next year right. on a prove it deal somewhere. Good, good. You know, good, decent players on a bad team can look bad. You know, just Especially the way if they're put in the role to be the number one guy and they're not a number one guy. Number right. one guy means you get number one stopper put on you every night. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that's different. Like, a little different. You know. You got a bunch of guys that can score running, running around, run, you know, running out there around you. You know, it's a lot easier to make open shots than it is when you got the whole everybody's attention. But no, has my little my little tangent. But no, that's that's. I mean, the biggest thing for the Wizards, you know, they're young. They're gonna have some ups and downs, but they got they got a nice little core to build around. You know, and especially in a down Eastern conference. You know, there's there's some there's some good teams at the top, but I feel like depth wise, you know, they have a chance. They could slide into the playoffs on the bottom there somewhere. I'm not saying they will, but um, you know, there's always every team I feel like has a chance out of it, except for maybe Memphis. But <laughs> <laughs> anything else on the Wiz? No, I think we're good on the Wiz. All right, Mem- Memphis Grizzlies. The old Grizz. Oh man, interesting team. I don't think I've ever seen this before, but they have. I think they have seven guys averaging double figures. That's something I noticed when I was looking through this team heading into the year. I was like, "There's a lot of quality players." Like, I was like, "What if they actually got Iguodala to report? If the, you added him, he actually like came and played right. minutes a night for him off the bench and kind of like helped stabilize the whole thing." I'm like, "This is a team that could be fighting to get in the playoffs." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, there's enough if everything fits there's like enough pieces here it's just it's kind of solomon hill and right Dylan brooks and jay crowder and you got yeah Kyle Val- anderson yeah. And Tyus mm. it's just a lot of guys but it's like yeah they, and you got a rookie that's that's coming in to be the superstar you know so it's uh yeah weird you know Having having that scoring spread out is a good thing, but it's also a, a negative because you don't have a guy that you need to, that you can go to when your offense gets stagnant that can just go get you a bucket. You know, a guy that you know you haven't made a shot in a couple minutes. It's like you know what, he can go get us one right now. 
you know, they don't have a guy like that. Well, I would, I would like the look of the spread out scoring a lot better if I looked and John Morant was like 17 and a half points a game, right? Okay, pretty solid. Three and a half rebounds. Okay, pretty solid for a point guard for a rookie, right? 1.8 yeah. steals. All right. Like, and then five assists. It's like, oh, well, right. you're the top scorer and you only have five assists and at 17 a game, nobody's really putting their imprint on this. No. Chipping in together to try and make a valiant effort. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, there's a lot of guys. You're going to get that. And then, so you're all chip in. But you look over, he has five, uh, five turnovers a game, too. So I was like, that's right. why I knew, like, going into the year, I'm like, oh, it's willing to not going to win a ton of games this year. Because they have a lot of guys, but the guy leading the ship is a rookie He's guard. A Right. And how often do rookie guards play winning basketball because of all the turnovers and the, just the, the passing windows are smaller? Yeah, everything's, you know, the, just the game speeds up. Everything speeds up. The decisions have to speed up. You know, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm someone that coming out of college, I'm super high on John Morant. I love his game. But he's a rookie. He's going to do rookie stuff. And you have a bunch of young guys around him. You know, what's uh, – you know, you can't expect to win a lot of games with that formula, unfortunately. I mean, and if it, that's the thing is they're close. I mean, if they if they could put a couple pieces around them within the next couple of years, I mean, they have a they have a good talent base to where they could, you know, it's like I said in the East, East not being deep right now. I mean, that could change, but right now it's not the the powers in the West and, and the team that could make the playoffs. But you know, I think they're shooting almost under forty percent from the field, which that's not going to cut it. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you're, how, how good a defense you play or what, what you're doing, you know, you got, you're going to have to shoot the, shoot the basketball a little better than that. I you like know. Kyle Anderson. I really like Kyle Yeah, Anderson. I've always liked him. He's a unique player, but he has to be put in kind of like the right spot, the right position to succeed. Or else I don't think he, I don't think he played. If I'm, I don't think he played last game. He was, uh, he's got a calf thing he's dealing with, but, um, looked like it was a day to day. I think he was going to play. He played today or was going to play today. I think I believe, but no, it, it, I agree with you. He's a, he's a guy that's unique. He's a matchup problem, very unique, you know, skill set, and and uh, he's a guy that could help him out a little bit. But I just don't think they have enough quite yet to really make an impact. I mean, John Morant's going to make some make some plays, and he's going to do some stuff to get on Sports Center. But you know. I don't think they're going to, like I said, I don't think they're going to win a ton of games. I do like their combination up front as uh, Morant gets a little bit older, a year or two from now, with Jaron Jackson Jr. and uh, Valanchunas. Yeah. I think that gives you a lot of – you can go – you have a guy in Jackson that can go to center and give you that perfect small ball kind of center of – you mean death lineup, whatever you want to call it, right? Mm -hmm. But you still have Valanchunas who's skilled enough. You can actually put him out there, and in theory, it won't clog everything up when they get the other right pieces in on the wing and everything. Right, right. And I, I think offensively, that could be a really nice because Valanchunas isn't like unskilled offensively. He's a no, he's very player. He's, he's yeah, he's an above average center, I think, skill wise. You know, and another kind of interesting guy they got on the wing, and he's kind of a long guy that they get put underneath too, is Brandon Clark. Um, 
I like his game a lot. I liked his game a lot coming out of college. Um, super, super athletic, kind of long-armed guy that's got a little bit of skill offensively. But if he developed, kind of developed his game, he's he's someone I could give him. I think give him because I think right now he's averaging ten and a half somewhere somewhere in there. But he could give him a nice boost offensively. Yeah, and he's getting like he already has like six blocks or something on the year, so he's right. he's right. helping there too. He's a little bit springy. They just yeah, uh, Jaron Jackson I think has to become a better rebounder. Six and a half rebounds is a little rough if uh, you're talking about. I mean, he's only playing 26 minutes a game, but still six and a half rebounds is a little bit rough for like big guy of the future type of rebound. right. <laughs> right, you got you got to control the boards. That's 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 something that doesn't take skill. You know, that's that's a heart thing. You know, that's something you gotta, you, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's an issue for sure. You know, they're kind of a middle of the road rebounding team as it is, but yeah, I think I agree with you. You know, they need, they need him to, him to mix it up a little bit down there. You know, they don't have, they don't really, I mean, Valanchunas is kind of a guy like that. He's going to get you nine, 10 boards a game. Um, but it's nice to have a compliment to it too. No. So I'm like looking around the league, right, and trying to figure out uh, trade deadline. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of teams that are going to be in the hunt for another piece because there's so yeah. many teams that are so close to each other. Another piece really can swing your championship odds. Like yeah. Two. And I just feel like – between now the Pelicans season kind of going sideways and they have just like a lot of good veteran pieces on pretty decent contracts that'll all be tradable in December. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Brought in a ton of stuff and a bunch of young players. Like I could see them going, you know, let's just strip it. (laughs) Yeah. um, Let's go get the number one pick again next year. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then uh, the Grizzlies, I feel like they just have some guys that can get plucked by the right team for like the right. Right. You, you know. know. Yeah, I mean, I I mean I think I don't know if they'd give them up, but Valanciunas could help somebody. You know, Solomon Hill, Dylan Brooks, those <laughs> guys imagine, could help somebody. Could you imagine if the Clippers had Valanciunas to walk in optionality? And yeah. Walking in to be able to play him at center. Yeah. That would be game over. You know, that's what that's what they need. I mean, that's that's the kind of guy they need. But yeah, no, they a team that needs a point guard, Tyus Jones. Yeah, go get Tyus Jones. Crowder or Anderson on the wing, depending what you're kind of look what they need or looking for. Or right. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't. But it'll be I like Crowder. Like Crowder too. He's a he's another good option just because he's played in big games. He's a guy that's going to play. He can guard you know, a bunch of different positions. He's going to stick it. You know, he can get some boards too. He can make, you know, makes an open jump shot, but you know, he's a, he would be a, he could, he could help somebody out big time. You know, even a guy like that in the Lakers. Add a little toughness. Yeah. I mean, the Lakers, the Lakers looking real nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I just think nobody's like declared this, right? But like, I think LeBron and Anthony Davis is the best duo. Like, 
there's like <laughs> who's the best no i think that's the best one like it's if i had hard. to pick one like, yeah who would you pick i mean i, I love Kawhi Leonard and paul george but just the just the size right and, and the pure playmaking of lebron and the experience talking about winning in in playoffs and all this type of stuff and like Oh. And the style of play just complements each other, too. You know, Kawhi and Paul George are very similar players. You know, LeBron and AD each bring something very unique and very different that complements each other. You know, it's a they've got to be the best duo. I don't – I mean, Westbrook and Harden, like, you know, it's kind of the same type of guy. It's like two of the same player on the really good players. But, yeah. you know – I think people are underselling uh, Anthony Davis. Hundred percent. If you say LeBron is a top five guy, like I don't know many people that are saying he's not a top five guy, but if he's, I would say probably top three. If I'm really trying to build win this year, if I'm trying to build past this year, he suddenly drops a few spots real quick because there's a couple right. guys like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard that are just younger. That you know, I'd rather. Yeah. Next year they're going to be better. Like, yeah. Uh, and every year thereafter. But Anthony Davis, is he fourth best, fifth best in the league right now? I don't know. Who, who gives you what he gives you? Nobody. Does, what, think. does, is Giannis really do, what does Giannis actually do better than Anthony Davis? Uh, I'd say he's a better, he's a better ball handler. Probably more, a little bit. He's better know, in transition, setting himself transition, up, and he's the more straight line. attacking the rack. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I would say, I mean, I think LeBron's the best player in the league. I think he could win MVP every year if he wanted to. Um, you know, then it would kind of be – I would say the next three, it would have to be like Harden, Giannis, AD. You know? Harden, Giannis, AD, yeah, yeah. I, could, I think I could get on board with Kawhi though. How does Kawhi not? Yeah, see, I think I think I don't know. I think I would take. Or do you switch? Harden. I think I would take Kawhi over Harden. You might be right. You know, and I, you know, I might in that I I might move Harden down to five, and slide Kawhi in in that two spot and kind of move the other two guys down. So it'd be like LeBron, Kawhi, um, Giannis, AD, Harden. I think that might go with. Forgot about Kawhi. It's easy to forget about Kawhi. Yeah, man, but he's so good. So He's so good. You have Paul George knocking right on that door, like, "Hey, yeah. what about me? I shoot, I defend, I play, yeah. make, I do everything. Like, I'm long, I get deflections. Like, I can play number one, I can play number two. Like, right? Uh, how am you I know, you put Kyrie's probably in that conversation. Yeah, if you obviously K, obviously KD is when he's healthy. Steph Curry. See, that's one thing I do is if they're, like, injured for, like, the year, I set them aside because it makes the ranking so much easier. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I, like, one less guy. Right. Other guys, every guy gets bumped down one because KD's in there. So, he's out. KD like, healthy is number two. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe I, one. Yeah, it's, yeah. 
it will be interesting. It's going to be a fun year. Any anything else on on Memphis or? No, I think that's all I got on Memphis. A lot of you know wait and see. So, you know, John Moran and Jaron Jackson Jr. Though, those are two really nice pieces to start around. There's going to be some highlight real plays. You know, yeah. that's for sure. those. The, like you said, those are two great pieces. Great pieces to start around at premium positions too. So. So, yeah, that's all I got on the Grizz. All right. Well, we'll talk soon. All right, Joshua. We'll talk to you later.